this is it. Holy shit. One Hi guys. <laughs> or the Michael Jackson tour. <laughs> yes. Like the DVD. Yes. <laughs> All right. You guys should be able to hear us now. I can see now on my screen. I have audio input capture and I can see if we're going to be too loud. So we're still in the green. So we're good. I All think right. you guys can hear us now. Should be good. Yes. Okay. Please let us know if you can hear us. <laughs> Please let us know like as soon as you can. But if not, we're just going to i have the volume all the way up and i put my phone up to my ear and then it just goes like (laughs) (laughs) you know who that was it was sunny (laughs) it was okay it says you're louder than me oh yeah i'm loud okay let me let me back my mic maybe is is your microphone turned up by any chance let me see uh hello Hello, hello. You sound good. You sound good to me. Yeah, because I'm not being loud. I'm not no. laughing. Good to me. Oh, I don't want to like dull your laughter. That's. Like- I, d- I just turned it down a little bit and I moved it away from my face. Okay. I'm just loud as hell. So, yeah, if we're being too loud, you guys let me know. <laughs> I don't want to like blow your eardrums <laughs> out because I'm like getting really close to the microphone. Um, do you want right. to go? Do you want to go over the shit again or no? Yes. Okay. I mean, do you want to? Yes, let's okay. do it. All right. This is the Two Ghouls Podcast. We're your hosts, Sam. And Katie. If you're new here, we're two cousins looking to read our weekly... Looking to read our weekly li- listeners. This is getting worse and worse. This is exactly where I fucked up the last time, too. Damn. <laughs> Dyslexia. We're two cousins looking to read our weekly listeners some scary true stories surrounding terrifying paranormal experiences or real life run-ins. In short, we're your weekly source of scared shitless. If being utterly petrified by fear is your thing, you have come to the right place. Yes. If you're returning, hello again, ghoul friend. We're so glad that you decided to come back for more disturbingly good content. It sounds like we've got a good relationship going on here. We hope that if you're enjoying our content, you'll help to sustain future episodes and financially provide us the opportunity to bring you even better content by becoming a monthly patron of this podcast for your choice of 99 cent, 4.99 or 9.99. Whichever price you choose, your patronage will be used to help bring you even better episodes, interesting guests, greater quality and more. You can find the link to that in the description of this live or by visiting the link on my Instagram account at hello.spooky. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. We are extremely aware of the fact that we're discussing real life instances with real people. It's something we're very sensitive to. Please understand our commitment to respecting the human beings involved in these stories. If commenting or interacting with an episode of our social media, slander of any kind regarding the people, whether they be anonymous or not, will not be tolerated. Keep your opinions respectful or don't share them at all. It's that simple. That simple. If descriptive supposedly true stories centering around gory real-life topics, paranormal encounters, and or anything surrounding extremely descriptive true narratives involving terror, murders, sexual interactions, mental health, anything violent, or potentially cruel in nature, we suggest that you get the fuck out. This podcast is not for you. You've been warned. Well, we, we already did this. <laughs> yeah, we already did like a we already chatted it up, but um, 
basically in short guys it's just been a really weird monday it's been a really yes. weird moon phase it's been a and joey's looking at me like i'm crazy because he doesn't quite believe in astrology but <laughs> fuck the <to> joey <laughs> i don't believe stars exist that's not what i meant <laughs> motherfucker come on the moon has a gravity and it like pulls the earth and like it just like affects us because we're 75 percent water so yeah. you know that's what i say <laughs> me like i'm nuts there's just no fucking way you're telling me we're made up of how much percentage of water 71 like, or is that the earth? something like that it's, it's like, like 70 something percent water and the moon gonna, doesn't affect us you're gonna tell me the moon doesn't affect me when the also, moon makes waves in the ocean I'm also wearing a moon face shirt. Yeah, you should be wearing a moon face shirt. <laughs> Monday has been a very Monday Monday. Yep. And now we're here. And so yeah, we're enjoying ourselves. And it's just going to be a chaotic episode. Now it's, it's going to be fun. But it's good. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. I hope you guys are strapped in. We were saying earlier, like, I hope you put on your seatbelt, not under yeah. your elbow, not under your armpit. Digging into your armpit hairs all the way on. Yeah, don't sit in the middle seat. Not (laughs) got to put the big girl buckle on. (laughs) Anyway, no booster seats allowed. No, no. (laughs) So I guess since because we've we've already gone through how Monday this Monday has been, I'm gonna go ahead and read my first story, which. So today's episode is, what is it, uh, missing time and extraterrestrial experiences, or is it the other way around? Missing people's missing time. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Or. okay. So the, the title of this story is, please don't think I'm crazy. We saw what I can only describe as the creature from the Predator movies. Hmm. And this is on the subreddit aliens by user 0110100110. And it says, this happened on Thursday. Been looking for a place to ask questions and share this experience. I don't know if this subreddit is the right place. Feel free to pass my story along if you know somewhere better. This is where we were. And they and then they gave coordinates to where they were at. Hmm. Um, and then like a also like map um links. This is about how far off the trail that we've ventured, I estimate. Not very far as you can see. Okay, I totally understand if no one believes this because we are still unsure of what the fuck happened. But we sat down and came to a consensus on the events and all agreed that we witnessed the same thing. Me and three buddies were hiking Thursday and Friday in uh, San Bernardino National Forest. It's like an acronym, so I had to figure that out. So. Yeah. <laughs> various, various trails, mostly the known ones and mostly during the day. Friday, we were making our way to Clark's Summit. As we were walking one by one, we noticed that we were veering off the trail. I asked my friend in front of me why he was going off the trail, and he asked our friend who was in front of him the same thing. The friend in front told us, I can hear a woman, a woman talking. 
you guys don't hear that. We didn't hear anything. We tried to convince her to leave it be because it was already kind of dark and we were close to where we wanted to set up camp on the trail. The friend in front is a female and insisted that she heard she heard what sounded like a female calling for help and that she sounded really close. Hmm. So I think that she felt inclined to investigate a possible female in distress while we were totally okay with going about our business. Okay, I get a bit a bit spooked now because she is absolutely serious and we absolutely could not hear whatever it was that she was hearing. Here's where it got weird. We only ventured off the trail about 300 to 400 meters, yet at one point we were completely lost. We don't have any fancy gear or GPS stuff because we've never needed it, but we've been on this trail enough to know that we've gone far enough, yet we couldn't find the trail in any direction after walking about 15 or 20 minutes. I started to feel weird, kind of like dizzy or lightheaded. And when I mentioned this to the other two, they said that they felt weird as well. It was something that had changed the environment around us or moved us somehow to another location. I had no idea which way to go, and now it was fully dark. My female friend said that the woman's voice said, I'm over here, and please help me. She said it sounded, yeah. She said that it sounded like the person was hurt or crying. So here we are, almost lost after walking for about 20 minutes off of a large trail because my friend is hearing voices. We decided to stop walking in any direction because the last thing that you want to do at night is get even more lost. Mm. We had two tents and sleeping bags in our packs. We found a clearing and set up. We figured once the sun was out, he'd easily we would easily find our way back to the trail. Before we could even lay down to rest, I noticed a tree near us was moving as if something was climbing it. It was really dark and I wear glasses, so I really struggled to see. So I called them over to see. I thought it was an animal at first, but it wasn't an animal. It wasn't anything. I could see the outline of what roughly looked like a human shape, but it was transparent, like completely see-through. The best way that I can describe it is the way that heat waves look on the pavement in the summer. Ugh. You know, that like wavy liquid effect. They saw it too. My male buddy said, what the fuck are we looking at? Okay. When he finally spotted it, they all said the same thing. It was transparent, but still visible due to the foliage around it being displaced and moving as it moved. We all just stood stone still, whispering theories back and forth as to what we thought we were seeing. I thought maybe it was some kind of optical illusion, but they both immediately jumped to aliens, of course. The thing just sat there, perched on a large branch about 50 feet up. It's like it was watching us watch it. The other oddity is that after staring at this thing for about 10 minutes, we noticed all the normal forest sounds that we heard prior had completely, and I mean the only noise was uh, was us talking. The mm. leaves and under our feet, the hairs on my neck stood up. So I'm guessing that they meant like completely stopped. Mm-hmm. They didn't write that. The hairs on my neck stood up and I had goosebumps all over when I realized this. Like something was truly, truly wrong. 
after about 10 minutes of us standing there, whatever this thing was started to climb up the tree even more until we could no longer see it at all. We approached the base of the tree slowly and walked around in a circle with our necks craned up trying to see this thing. It was too dark and the trees were too close for us to see the top. We didn't hear it jump to another tree, so we assumed it was still up there. We were all too spooked, obviously, to camp right underneath whatever this was. So we gathered our shit and started walking towards the moon. I shit you not, after about five minutes of walking, we were back on the trail. I literally dropped my bag and said, what the fuck, out loud. Oh my god. We all stood there confused, looking around, trying to confirm what we were seeing. My buddy likes to joke and said that maybe we walked through some hallucinogenic spores and had imagined all of that. I highly doubt that, but whatever happened, it seemed kind of, I guess, predatory. Mm. Like, it seems like something was luring us or trying to confuse us. My friend still thinks that we were fucking with her about not hearing the the woman that she claimed to hear. Was it that thing, uh, was, was that thing intimidating or what? imitating a woman how did we get lost so close to the trail this was easily the weirdest thing that i've ever experienced in the wilderness we still don't have a good theory as to what we saw it may not have been an alien but whatever it was it was humanoid and it was a hundred percent transparent somehow and able to climb a really large tree with ease without making much noise I would love to hear any theories about what this may have been. Has anyone seen anything like this in the woods? And then there's an edit to the story, and it says, I feel that I should mention that no drugs were consumed. Hmm. The the theory that the friend had about, like, walking through some, like, airborne spores was interesting. Yeah. I thought so, too. Like, from a logical standpoint, you know, that does make the most sense to me. That they were tripping on something. Yeah, I I thought about that too while I was reading it. That's but crazy, it, though. the The scariest thing about that is that everybody is like experiencing and seeing and hearing the same thing, right? Like, if they're all like tripping on, right? You walk right. through a patch of mushrooms that you're like ingesting these spores. Yeah, you're gonna have different trips, right? Exactly, right. Hmm. that's so fucking crazy it honestly makes me think of um the stick indian story that brenna and i were talking about when i was reading about that yeah i read that story i thought about the same thing yeah i'm i'm curious if it was maybe something related to something like that because definitely if, if they feel like it had like a luring aspect to it i don't know that was so scary i hate the woods <laughs> but i love hearing stories about them like oh yeah. my God. they're so like creepy a, a skinwalker type thing yeah like when i was reading it i thought about the stick indian stories that mm-hmm. um that brenna had read mm-hmm. all of that it, it just kind of fits together but yes Brenna. oh my god that shit is so creepy i love people's stories in the woods I always think it's so fascinating. And actually, some of my stories are going to come from the woods today, too. Oh, boy. (laughs) But I'm going to give you a choice. And like I said, 
today's going to be really chaotic flowing, but, um, oh, Brenna just texted me and said the audio got cut out again. What? Yeah, Timestamp. I know I'm going to need that later. It's like, it's like this. Hey, 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 timestamp. I'll let myself know. <laughs> More audio again. What happened? What happened? Hello. Hello. All right. I'm looking at the mixer right now. It does not look like we're. Hello. Let me pull up the. Hello. 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 It sounds like really weird echoing. Does it? And like knocking. <gasps> oh, wait, hold on. It's like there's oh, a little no. bit of a lag. Shit. It's like. Is it bad? Yeah, I don't know. Like you. Uh, Joey, can you turn off the TV? Maybe that would help. It's like, I don't know if you can hear it. It's like lagging and it sounds like it's clicking and you can't really hear us. No, I can't hear it. Oh, yeah, I can. It's like, and then it's just like lagging. Like we're ghosts. We are the new ghosts of Carmel Maine. It looks like my mixer's picking us up again, but it's like slowly... Uh, it's almost like it's like putting our voices in slow motion. Oh no. I wonder what that means. Joey. Switch. No. I'm listening to it and it's like it's cutting in and out and there's like an echo and it's like elongated. My light just turned out. Motherfucker. All right, there's a goat. I swear. I think that there is something <laughs> fucking with us. This is so annoying. Can I honestly know? would not be surprised if there's something that's fucking with us right now. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Oh, maybe we should hop over to a different, like maybe we should go back to YouTube or Facebook. Whatever you think is best. That's the only other thing I can think of. Hop. Can what is it working now or it's clicking again isn't it i don't know why yeah it's doing exactly what it was doing on her phone yeah it sounds weird it literally sounds like an evp like everything is just, like, drawn out and it's really long and there's like clicking in between it's it's weird i don't know what the issue is all right let's switch over to youtube because i can do that real fast okay when when we switch over do you want to do like the the whole thing over again no. you want me to read the story no because i'm still recording and then anyone that's here in the live chat they will have started from where they're starting and i've already been recording the whole time for the real okay. episode so we should be good all right i'm gonna okay. end do you want here. me to read my first story again or no no because i got it it should all be right, bet. all right all right i got off of that <sighs> what the hell man I, i'm oh yo <laughs> this is <shit laughs> hard. all right the reason why my light turned off is because my battery pack died it's a ghost i said 
So go. <laughs> well, maybe I can plug it into my. What? What's wrong? Dogs being crazy. Huh? Yeah. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Go for it. Now is your chance. I don't know when we'll ever be done with this episode. <laughs> Rust. She had to go pee. Okay. Hey, hey. I have returned. Hey. All right, I'm almost done getting it straight on YouTube. Okay. Well, then I will go over to YouTube right there. Episode seven. Yay! (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, now it's being live streamed. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm going to say timestamp. (laughs) Timestamp. I said it. All right, here we go. Sounds good on my end on YouTube, I believe. We've got an eight percenter. Eight percenter. All right, just for the sake of it. Oh, I'm on my fucking. Oh, what? What happened? Wrong channel. No, it showed up on two ghouls. It did? What the hell? Yeah, I have it pulled up. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah, it's showing my two ghouls thingy. Okay, uh, never mind. We're good. I was like, yo, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this tomorrow. Uh, oh, my God. Pack it up. <laughs> Pack it up. It's going to get easier with time. It's going to go more smooth. But, like, people watch this shit and just laugh. Just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why it sounded that way on my end too. It was like super crisp, both of us. Crisp on on YouTube. I'm gonna put this on our Facebook real fast and then we can hop into it. Yeah, give it you do that and I'll share it too. Okay. Yeah, that was my band in high school. Correct. That would be correct. Not to be smart. Internet and computers giving us a hard time. <laughs> sure. All right. Sharing my live stream. Well, if you're just joining us, because we were originally on Twitch, I just told a spooky story about um, a person who was in a group in the woods and saw something that they couldn't explain. So 
if you missed that because we were on Twitch and then ended up having technical issues, then darn. <laughs> you can watch back the episode once it's posted and it's not live. Correct. <laughs> uh, Thursday. Thursday at 8 a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay! Hey. All right. It looks like we got one watching now. So let's jump back into the content. All right. So what I was going to say is timestamp <laughs> because <laughs> I need that for later. But um, what I was going to say is um, I'm giving you a choice. Um, yes. Do you want me to delve into the Stairs in the Woods master list story? Ooh, which scare me. Oh, they're so good, though. Because your story inspired me to go that route. But I could also go the ocean route. It's just completely up to you. I think stairs in the woods. Those creep me out. I love those. Good choice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joey just said something really morbid. Okay. All uh, right. So I actually didn't prepare anything for the stairs in the woods just because it was like a last minute thing, but that's, do you want me to pick the other one? <laughs> no, I actually am glad you picked this one because just how chaotic this entire episode has been so far. I'm kind of glad we can just be more free flowy. Um, I was going to talk about the Bermuda triangle, like all day I was planning on talking about the Bermuda triangle. And then I right. hit a halt with my research because a lot of it is just theories and I'm very much so into the more factual side of it all. And a lot of people are like, Oh, it's probably aliens or, Oh, it's probably like, like space tornadoes in the middle of the ocean. And I was like, I bitch. (laughs) It's all just theories, but the stairs in the woods, there's like pictures to prove that there's just random stairs in the woods. I would, I mean, when I say I would love like top three jobs, mortician a search and rescue officer and like a penguin enclosure person you're brave (laughs) i those would be my three dream jobs because it's (laughs) so interesting the shit that these people find and see on their jobs i mean really especially the search and rescue because like the shit in these stories is shit i i it just it i can't i gotta talk about them so, you know, and I'm I've so talked excited. about him before. I know I'm, I am too. I'm glad. Good. You know what? Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. All right. We'll so, save the ocean stuff for a uh, following. I'll save that another one. Besides, I didn't get to finish my research on that. And then Joey's going to jump in and then we're all going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> we got children. I'm tired. And this, this, believe it or not, even though this episode is technically probably only like 30 minutes in, it's been like, I'm looking at Zoom right now. It's an hour and 45 minutes in. Yeah, I was going to say it's been almost two hours. (laughs) Originally, we meant to start at 5.30 and then it ended up being 6 and then it was like 6.08 until we finally got on, finally figured out the stream. And then Twitch did us dirty. You know what? Fuck a Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck a Riverside. Fuck a Twitch. Fucking me. <laughs> you know what, Zoom? We appreciate you. You know Zoom what, YouTube? It's just, it's just always been there for me. <laughs> I can't explain it. It's never done me dirty. My watch just thought I stood up because my heart rate's up. <laughs> um. All right. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I, I'm going to jump over to the, I don't, I don't care. It's not your fault. We're, we're having fit. 
and and we're allowed to have fits because this yeah. has been you know what my brother you know used what? to say oh, sorry go ahead oh no go what, what were you gonna say which brother connor <laughs> this is something that he learned in preschool and i'm gonna tell you on the way over to the stairs master list on reddit oh actually i have it bookmarked <laughs> so professional so, connor connor used to tell me when he was in preschool he was like my teacher says you get what you get and you don't throw a fit <laughs> <laughs> i was like this fit is not a word and so like every time I say throw a fit I'm like you get what you get and you don't throw a fit (laughs) that's great so I'm gonna jump into the third story because I've read the first two on here before and at some point I would love to do just one video centering around each story let's do it because it is so interesting um I might make a playlist for you guys with each of the stories just so that we don't have to go back and read these again. But um, here we go. We're going to delve in. Well, once again, you guys have blown me away with your staggering amount of responses to my stories. There's no way I can respond to each of you individually. So I'm just going to address some common things again and then move on to the stories. I'm going to write as many as I can think of in addition to my friend's stories, and I will probably not update again until I get a chance to answer some questions that I myself have for my superiors. Um, for those who have never heard the search and rescue stories of the stairs in the woods, it's a guy that is on the search and rescue team out somewhere in this, uh, I want to say the like, I think he mentions like, what is he in the Western national park areas i don't know he's on, he's somewhere yeah. on the western side of the u.s i've heard a couple of stories from this yeah guy. so like deep woods really scary national parks that are like over on the western part of the u.s um very interesting if you guys are ever interested i will also link this in the description below but um there was something else i was gonna say but um oh i remember these stories pretty much are just gonna encapture what I wanted to get at with this episode it's a lot of the missing people's stories in these in these um stories that he has from search and rescue experience are really disturbing people go missing and no one knows why and there's no real explanation for them so I think it really does fit really well into this uh absolutely and you know like sorry to interrupt no you're not interrupting um when we originally started preparing for this episode, one of the things that we talked about was like um, people getting like kidnapped mm-hmm. by the fae or like fairies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that this isn't that isn't happening in this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like a possibility, but it's also- like a no one knows. Yeah, And that's so mind boggling to me. And that's what I find so interesting about the woods and the ocean, because it's like shit happens in those places that no one can ever explain sounds. There's things that have been found, you know, stuff that will literally never be able to be found or discovered roams both of those areas i'm so excited to hear the story i'm just gonna jump right in but i just wanted to say that part yeah 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 Um, so the common questions i uh found that you all had i'm not comfortable talking about exactly where i work 
unfortunately. In all reality, some of the things I've mentioned here could get me in a lot of trouble or actually fired. So it's best if I just don't discuss too much. I will say that I'm in the United States and I'm in an area that is compromised of a great deal of wilderness. We're talking hundreds of miles of thick forest with a mountain range and a few lakes. Hmm. A few lakes, like the the Great Lakes. lakes. (laughs) (laughs) There's still a great amount of interest in the stairs. And luckily for you guys, my friend has a story that I think you will all be very interested in. I'll go into that more at the end of this update. As for whether or not I have ever thought of asking my superiors about the stairs, I have. But again, I don't want to risk my job. However, one of my former superiors no longer works as as a search and rescue officer. And it's possible that he may be willing to talk to me about it. I'll be speaking to him later in the week, and I will let you know what all comes of that conversation. As far as advice on becoming a search and rescue officer goes, I think the best advice I can give you is to contact your local forest service office and see if they offer training and courses um, or what the qualifications are. I've been doing this for years, and I started out as a volunteer helping on search and rescue operations. (laughs) Dream job. It's a great (laughs) job despite the occasional tragic situations, and I wouldn't (laughs) anything else with my time all right let's move on to the stories the first happened on a case that I went out on right after I got out of training and was still pretty new to everything before I took this job I was a volunteer so I had a basic idea of what to expect but on those calls you're mostly dealing with finding lost people after vets have found signs of them as a search and rescue officer you go out for all kinds of cases from animal bites to heart attacks This case got called early in the morning from a young couple who were up on one of the trails that goes by the lake. The husband was completely hysterical, and we couldn't really figure out what was going on. We could hear a woman screaming in the background, and he was begging us to come up there right away. When we get there, we see him holding his wife, and she's got something in her arms. She's screaming these awful, almost animal-like screams, and he's sobbing. He sees us, and he screams at us to help them to please get an ambulance up here. Now, obviously, we can't just drive an ambulance up the walking path, so we ask him if his wife needs help or if she can just walk on her own. He's still hysterical, but he manages to tell us that it's not his wife that needs help. I go over while one of one of the vets tries to calm him down, and I ask the wife what's going on. She's rocking, holding, and holding something and just shrieking over and over. I crouch down and see whatever she's holding, and it's covering her with blood. That's when I noticed the sling on her front and my heart sinks. I ask her to tell me what's going on and I sort of pry her arms open just so that I can see what she's holding. It's her baby, obviously dead. His head is caved in on one side and he's covered in scratches. Now I've seen dead bodies before, but something about this whole situation just hits me hard. I've had to take a second to compose myself and I get up and I go get one of the other vets who's standing by. I tell him that it's a dead kid and he sort of pats my shoulder and tells me he'll deal with it. I took over, it took over an hour to get this woman to let us see her kid. Oh my God. I can't imagine. Every time we try to take him from her, she flips out and tells us we can't have him. That he'll be okay if we just leave her alone and let her help him. But eventually one of the vets manages to calm her down and she gives us the body. We took it back to the med area, and when the EMT showed up, they told us that there was never any hope of saving the kid. He died instantly from the trauma to his little head. I was good buddies with one of the nurses who met them at the hospital, and she told me later what had happened. Turns out the couple had been walking with the baby in the sling, and they stopped because the kid was fussing. Mm. 
The dad takes the kid and is holding him, looking out over this little gully by the path. The mom comes to stand next to him, but she ends up stepping on a loose patch of soil and she trips. She falls into the dad who drops the kid, who ends up falling about 20 feet down this little gully onto the rocks on the bottom. The dad climbed down and recovered the kid and he'd fallen right on his head and was dead by the time he got there. Oh my God. The baby was only 15 months old. Oh my God baby it was a total freak accident a series of events that uh coalesced <laughs> i guess they mean like coming like turned into the worst yeah. possible outcome probably one of the more awful calls i've been on i can't, okay so wow. unlucky like the one just literally just trips and then knocks the husband over and then the husband drops the baby oh my god but mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean, I can, as a mom now I'm reading this, I'm like, I, I would never let anyone take my baby. I'd be like, no, it's okay. I can figure it out. It's okay. You know, like I, I, she's okay with me. I can't imagine them finally just taking them away from me. I have nightmares and I feel like every parent does, or like you're walking down the stairs, holding your baby. And then you have these like weird flashes of you falling down the stairs, holding your baby every every parent goes through this i'm just gonna say it and nobody freaking talks about it but literally every parent has these like terrible visions in the head but that is like the worst possible thing and like i can see it in my head and that to me is just oh it gave me goosebumps i almost started crying i know one of your babies i just that's what i think of i'm like just that was someone's baby that was someone's sunny you know yeah awful um oh okay so the next one (laughs) i honestly don't know how but i've forgotten this story and it is by far the scariest thing that happened to me i guess maybe i've tried for so long to forget about it that it just don't it doesn't come to my mind right away it sounds like suppressed trauma if you ask me yeah (laughs) As someone who spends literally all of their time in the woods, you don't ever want to let yourself get scared of being alone, especially out in the middle of nowhere. That's why when you have experiences like this, you tend to just forget about them and move on. This is, to date, the only thing that ever made me really seriously consider if this job is the right one for me. I don't really like talking about it much, but I'll do the best I can to remember it all. As I recall, this took right, this took place right at the end of spring. It was a typical lost child call. A four-year-old girl had wandered away from her family's campsite and had been missing for about two hours. Her parents were completely dis- dispotent. I'm sorry, I don't know that word. Despotent. And told us what, wait a minute, and told us what most parents do. My kid would never wander away. She's so good about staying close. She's never done anything like this before. We assure the parents that we'll do everything that we can to find her, and we spread out in a standard search formation. I was partnered with one of my good buddies, and we were sort of casually holding conversation while we hiked. I know it sounds callous, but you do sort of become desensitized when you've done this long enough. I'm sure you kind of have to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. It becomes the norm, and I think to a certain extent, you have to learn to desensitize yourself, like we were just saying, in order Mm -hmm. to work this job. We search for a good two hours, going well beyond where we think she'd be, and we come out of a small valley when something makes both of us stop in unison. We freeze, and we look at each other, and there's almost a sensation like a plane depressurizing. My ears pop, and I have this odd sensation of having dropped about 10 feet. 
I start to ask my buddy if he felt that, but before I can, we hear the loudest sound I've ever heard in my life. It's almost like a freight train passing directly by us, but it's coming from every direction at once, including oh my above God. and below us. What the fuck? He screams something to me, but I can't hear him over this deafening roar. Understandably freaked out, we look all around us trying to find the source of the sound, but neither of us sees anything. Of course, my first thought is a landslide, but we're not on near on any cliffs. And even if we were, it would have hit us by now. The sound goes on and on, and we're trying to yell at each other, but even standing close together, we can't hear anything but this sound. Then as suddenly as it starts, it stops, like someone threw a switch and cut it off. We stand there for a second, perfectly still, and slowly the normal sounds of the woods come back. He asks me, what the fuck just happened? But I just kind of shrug, and we stand there looking at each other for a minute. I get on the radio and ask if anyone else just heard the end of the fucking world. Yeah. (laughs) No one else hears it. And even though we're all within shouting distance of each other, my buddy and I just sort of shrug it off and keep going. After about an hour later, we all check up on the radios, and no one's found the little girl. Most of the time, we won't search when it gets dark because we don't have any or if we don't have any kind of lead on her, a few of us decide to keep going, including me and my buddy. We keep close together and we're calling out for her every couple of minutes. At this point, I'm hoping beyond hope that we find her because while I may not like kids, the idea of them being out there all alone in the dark is awful. The woods can be intimidating to kids in the daylight at night. Well, it's a whole different beast. But we're not seeing any signs of her or getting any responses. And around midnight, we've decided to turn around and head back to the rendezvous point. We're about halfway back and my buddy stops and shines his light to the right of us into a really thick deadfall or group of dead trees. I ask him if he's heard a response, but he just tells me to be quiet and a second and listen. I do. And in the distance, I can hear what sounds like a kid crying. We both call the girl's name and listen for any kind of response, but it's just this really faint crying. Hmm. Makes me think La Indians. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say La Llorona? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. She's like, she's learning. Maybe that's what was up with your, with your story. Could have been. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, I started Scary, getting- nonetheless. <laughs> Definitely luring them into something, whether or not it's a real kid or not. I don't know. Right. He tells me he feels the same way, but we can't figure out what it is. And we stop where we are and we call the girl's name again. I get this weird feeling in my gut. And at the same time, we both figure it out. The crying is on a loop. It's this (gasps) little hitching sob, then wail, then quiet hiccup repeated over and over. It's exactly the same every time. And without saying another word, we both just take off running. It's the only time I've ever lost my composure like that. But something about it was so incredibly wrong and neither of us wanted to stay out there anymore when we got back to the rendezvous we asked if anyone else had heard anything strange but we but no one else knew what we were talking about i know it sounds sort of anticlimactic but the call fucked me up for a long time as for the little girl we never found a trace of her we kept an eye out for her and all of the other people who we've ever found or oh and all of the other people that we've never found but frankly i doubt we will ever find anything where did she go that I mean, what story the story was scary. I can you imagine though? I feel like you would feel some sort of guilt for not checking. Definitely, but also if you like 
go into the woods and you're hearing like someone's playing like on a tape recorder like mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. where it's just mm-hmm. a loop of crying you feel it in your it gut sounds- you're like nope not right i've i've felt that feeling before and you're like this oh. isn't right oh my god and it's like you know do you i don't want to think about going- yeah right it's like do you keep going for this missing girl that's potentially unalived because she's yeah. been missing for a while now and that there and there's no trace of her that's the thing there's no trace of no her. no trace they so were just you, for her nothing right so do you keep looking for this girl in these like expansive woods where there's no clues no hints no no trace of her when you literally hear something that you're I don't know about you, but growing up, there's just like things that you don't fuck with. Nope. Where it's like you hear something like this in the woods and you go home. Just <laughs> like, don't. I do find it interesting. I feel like I would have found, I would have felt guilt, but at the same time, I feel oh, like absolutely no way. I'm not going near that because what if, I don't know, like maybe that's what reeled the little girl in and like, who knows where she went. Exactly. And it makes me think about how when we originally first started talking about this episode, we were talking about like people getting kidnapped by fairies. Yes. And that makes me think of that. And listen, I have no proof based on this Reddit story. There says nothing about fairies, but that kind of stuff, it just freaks me out it's it could be so many things it could be la llorona it could be skinwalkers it could be indians yeah thick indians it could be fairies it's there's so many things or it could just be that she went missing yeah and it could be something yeah like so simple like oh yeah no she just went missing and then either way any of those options so terrifying (laughs) i'm saying oh my gosh of the missing persons calls I've gone out on, only a handful have ever resulted in a complete disappearance, meaning no trace of the person and no body ever found. But sometimes finding a body just leads to more questions than answers. Here are some of the bodies we've found that have become infamous in our team. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Um, a teenage boy whose remains were recovered almost a year after he vanished. We found them at the top or we found the top of his skull, two finger bones, and his camera almost 40 miles from where he was last seen. 40 oh my miles. God. The camera, sadly, was destroyed. So, like, what the fuck's going out 40 miles in the woods? Oh, my God. There's no animal that's going to drag a body <laughs> I mean, like, 40 miles. Yeah. I mean, like, what if he was, like, wandering in a bear fountain? But like, I don't know, a bear would probably leave a camera alone unless it was like in the mixture of a fight. But I don't know. Do you think a bear would carry a body 40 miles? Well, what if he, what if the guy went out 40 miles and the bear found him there? How many days would it take you to go that far? Yeah. Because it's like, how long is the time? (laughs) How long was the time frame that like, okay, we know he went hiking and here's when he went missing it's like oh i don't know if there's two days there's no way that you hiked 40 miles in two days no you know what i mean like it's just unrealistic for any any person it does say it was a year 
after he vanished. But like how many days went by till someone reported him? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But like, what the fuck's going on? What's the deal with 40 miles in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) The pelvis of an older man who had vanished a month earlier. And that was all we found. The lower jaw and a right foot of a two-year-old boy on the highest peak of a ridge in the southern part of the park. So, like, something is fucking just, like, taking bones from people and, like, I'm going to put one over on the southwest side of the of the park. And then I'm going to put, like, a little finger bone over there. Like, it <laughs> sounds like they're just, like, playing, like, this fucked up game. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, the body of a 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome almost 20 miles from where she'd vanished. She had died of exposure three weeks after going missing, and all of her clothes were intact except for her shoes and jacket. How did she survive for three weeks? That's what I'm saying. It does say this. It does say there were berries and cooked meat, cooked meat in her stomach when they were when they did the autopsy and she was missing for three weeks but like wait a minute she's got to fucking kill something to get the meat and then she's gonna make a fire fire which i can't do that (laughs) so okay bitch that's that's weird (laughs) that's weird it's crazy (laughs) that's suspicious um (laughs) let's see there were berries and cooked meat in her stomach when they did the autopsy uh, the coroner said it appeared as if someone had been taking care of her. There were no suspects ever identified. Um, another one is the frozen body of a one-year-old baby found a week after vanishing in the hollow trunk of a tree 10 miles from the area he was last seen. There was fresh milk found in his stomach, but his <gasps> tongue was gone. His tongue was gone. My baby's a year old. That's really fucking weird. I don't like thinking like that. Do you think that somebody, like, do you think a a one-year-old baby crawled into the trunk, like a hollowed-out trunk of a tree? It's like, no. That's what I'm saying, man. The fucking woods. What's going on in the woods? I told you in the the group chat earlier, I was like, the woods freak me out. I know, but it's so interesting at the same time. I'm like, what's going on? It's got to be something supernatural because there's nothing logical about any of these except for the first story. I don't know. Oh, another one. A single vertebrae and a right kneecap of a three-year-old girl found in the snow almost 20 miles from the campground her family had been at the previous summer. Fucking hey. Found in the snow. What the hell? All right. Now on to a couple of the stories my friend told me. So this is another search and rescue officer. I mentioned that you were all interested in the stairs and you're in luck. This friend has had a a closer encounter with them. Though he doesn't have any explanation for them, he does have a bit more experience with them than I do. My buddy had been a search and rescue officer for about seven years. He started when he was a junior in college and he had a very similar experience when he first encountered the stairs. His trainer told him almost the same thing mine did, which was to never go near the stairs, touch or ascend them, agree. For the first year, he did just that, but apparently his curiosity got the better of him. And on one call, he broke away from the line and went to go check a set of them out. 
He said they were about 10 miles from the path where a teenage girl had vanished and the dogs were following a scent. He was on his own, lagging behind the main group when he saw a set of stairs off to his left. They looked like they were from a new house because the carpeting was pristine and white. He said that as he got closer, he didn't feel any different or hear any weird noises. He was expecting something to happen, like bleeding from his ears or collapsing. But he got right up next to them and didn't feel anything. The only thing he said was, or that there was just this odd feeling, but wait, what? Okay, the only thing he said that was odd was that there was absolutely no debris on the steps, no dirt, leaves, dust, anything. And then there didn't appear to be any signs of animal or insect activity in the immediate area, which he found strange. It was like, it was like less, wait, what? It was less like things were avoiding them and more like they just happened to be in a relatively barren part of the forest talking about the steps. He touched the stairs and didn't feel anything except that sort of sticky feeling you get from new carpet. Making sure his radio was on, he slowly climbed the stairs. He said it was terrifying because the way they'd been stigmatized, he wasn't really sure what was going on or what was going to happen to him. He joked that half of him expected to be teleported to some other dimension and the other half was watching for a UFO to come swooping down, but he got to the top with little event and he stood there looking around. But he said the longer he stood on the top step, the more he felt like he was doing something very, very wrong. He described it as a feeling like... (laughs) Get the fuck down. He described <laughs> it as a feeling you'd get if you were in a part of a government building you have had no business being in, as if someone was going to come in and arrest you or shoot you in the back of the head at any second. He tried to brush it off, but the feeling got stronger and stronger. And that's when he realized that he couldn't hear anything anymore. The sounds of the forest were gone and he couldn't hear his own breathing. It was like some sort of weird, awful tinnitus, but more oppressive. He climbed back down and rejoined the search and didn't mention what he had done. But he said the weirdest part came after. His trainer was waiting back at the welcome center after the search ended for the day, and he cornered my buddy before he could leave. He said his trainer had this look of intense anger, and when he asked what was wrong, you went up them, didn't you? My buddy said it wasn't phrased as a question. He asked how his trainer knew. The trainer just shook his head. Because we didn't find her. The dogs lost her scent. My buddy asked what that had to do with anything. The trainer asked how long he'd been on the stairs. And my buddy said no more than a minute. The trainer gave him this really awful, almost dead-eyed look. And told him that if he ever went up another set of stairs again, he would be fired immediately. (gasps) The trainer walked away. And I guess he's never... going to answer any of the questions that my buddies asked about him about it since. So they definitely keep it pretty hush-hush in the search and rescue. That is the scariest stairs in the woods story I've ever heard. (laughs) Because it was like, because he went up the stairs, that's why they didn't find that missing girl. As if like him going up there like created some sort of vortex to where like the dogs couldn't find her scent. Yeah. Oh, that that one was. I got chills. I know this. I I I very rarely get chills from like stories. (laughs) That one was creepy. I love the stairs in the woods list. It's so interesting. (gasps) Uh, okay. Let's see. Next one. 
my buddy has been involved. This is the same guy. My buddy's been involved in a lot of missing persons cases where there's never been a trace of them found. I mentioned David Paul Leeds. He's another, he's a famous search and rescue officer. Right. Um, which recently, like in the last two days, he apparently got fired. So really, I saw a headline about him a couple days ago. Um, anyway, that was a random tidbit. My buddy said he can he can confirm that those stories are for the most part accurate, talking about David Pauly's stories. Mm-hmm. He said that most of the time, if a person isn't found right away, they are either never found or they are found weeks, months, or years later in places that they couldn't have possibly gotten to. One story he told me really stood out that involved a five-year-old boy with a severe mental disability. The little boy vanished from a picnic area in the late fall. In addition to the mental disability, he was also physically handicapped, and his parents explained over and over that he simply could not have vanished. It was impossible. Someone had to have taken him. My buddy said they searched for this kid for weeks, going miles out of the accepted range, but it's like he'd never been there. The dogs couldn't pick up his scent anywhere, not even in the picnic area where he'd apparently vanished from. Suspicion fell on the parents, but it was pretty clear that they were devastated and hadn't done anything sinister to their kid. The search was concluded about a month later, and my buddy said everyone had pretty much forgotten about it later in the winter. He was out on a training op in the snow on one of the higher peaks when he came across something in the snow. He said he saw it far away at first, and when he got closer, he realized it was a shirt frozen and sticking partway out of the powder. He recognized it belonging to the kid because it had a distinctive pattern about 20 yards away. He found the kid's body laying partially buried in the snow. My buddy said there was no way the kid had been dead for any more than a few days, even though he'd been missing for almost three months. The kid was curled around something. Oh my God, the way they just described that, ew. Uh, The kid was curled around something. And when my buddy brushed off the snow to see what it was, he said he almost couldn't believe what he was seeing. It was a big chunk of ice that had been carved crudely to look like some sort of a person. The kid was holding it so tight that it had frostbitten his chest and hands, which my buddy could tell even with the decay that had taken place. He'd radioed the rest of the crew and they took the body off of the mountain. Now he recapped all of this for me. And to put it simply, there was just no way that this kid could have both survived for almost three months on his own or have gotten to this peak. There was no physical way this child could have walked almost 50 miles and ended up on the top of a goddamn mountain to top it off there was nothing in the kid's stomach or colon nothing not even water it was like my buddy said the kid had been taken off the face of the earth put into suspended animation and dropped on this mountain months later only to die of exposure he's never really gotten over that one can it's you like, fucking imagine it's like that teleporting what the it's fuck? like teleporting <laughs> This is like alien shit where it's just like you get beamed up and then you get beamed back down. Beam me up, Scotty. (laughs) Fucking beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I can't imagine finding that shit. What? I have no words for that. That one was, oh, these are scary. Your stories are getting really scary. (laughs) I know. I love it. Red. yeah my camera's probably gonna cut off soon so it'll probably go over to my webcam sorry whatever 
The last story that I will share before we go to Joey and from this guy's thing. The last story I'll share from him was one that took place relatively recently, only a few months ago. They were out doing a recon for mountain lions because there had been several reports of sightings in the last couple of days. One of our jobs, Joey, you did you hear that? (laughs) You can. Also, I I have a short, a very short one. If I could do a short one after this one yeah, yeah, yeah. before Joey comes on, because I've got two short stories, so I feel like it would fit well to put yeah. one of them here. Please do. Um, 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 um let's see. Mm, okay, I'm just gonna read this part over again because I I don't remember because Joey burped. They were out doing a recon for mountain lions because there had been several reports of sightings in the last couple of days. One of our jobs is to scout out the areas where these animals are seen to ensure that they are in the area. And if they are, we can warn people close or to close off trails. He was out on his own in a very heavily forested part of the park toward dusk when he heard what sounded like a woman screaming in the distance. Now, as most of you know, when a mountain lion screams, it's almost, it sounds almost exactly like a woman being brutally murdered. Have you ever seen that video? I have. I'm going to show it just for everyone else because I've shown it before on this podcast, but I just want to show it for context, even it's, though it's pretty it scary. Fucking like, creeps. It gives me goosebumps. Like I'm going to, I'm going to know I'm going to have goosebumps. Let me just share my screen here. Ooh, it's creepy. And then, ugh, let me jump over to YouTube. There's the Google doc. <laughs> like Google smock. All right. Mountain lion. Cat's lock. (laughs) (laughs) Mountain lion. (laughs) Cat's lock is on like an old person. (laughs) Scream like a woman. Scream like a woman. All right, here's here it is. Here. Take a listen. Am I sharing? Let me make sure I'm sharing. Yeah, you're sharing. I see it. Well, I don't know if I'm sharing my sound, but let me do do this again and make sure I am. Okay. Let me try that again. Oh, I wasn't sharing my sound. Thank God, because I wouldn't. Wow, know you're so smart to <laughs> check I would have had it. To listen to this twice. <laughs> Jesus, here we go. Is that not the most disgusting thing you've ever heard in your life? Because it is to me. I absolutely hate that video. <laughs> I can. See why people would think that that is someone getting murdered. Can you imagine what if you were like 40 miles out in the woods, like he always says, and you hear that sound? What the fuck? And it's echoing. Like, and it's echoing. And then you stumble upon a body that's wrapped around a piece of ice shaped like a human. Oh, (laughs) Oh, what the fuck? I hate that. That These stories are insane. (laughs) Can I just say? All right. Okay. So anyway, it sounds like a woman being brutally murdered whenever they cry. It's unsettling, but far from abnormal. How is that not abnormal? I'm just, okay. (laughs) My buddy radioed back and let ops know that he'd heard one and that he was going to keep going to see if he could figure out where its territory started. He heard the mountain lion scream a couple more times, always from the same spot and determined the approximate area of the mountain lion's territory. He was about to head back when he heard another scream, this time only within a few yards of him. Of course, 
he freaks out and starts heading back at a much faster pace because the last thing he wants to do is run into a goddamn mountain lion and get mauled to death. As he got back on the path and he started heading back, the screaming followed him and he broke into a jog. When he was about a mile from Ops, the screaming stopped and he turned around to see if it was following him. It was almost night by this point, but he said in the distance, just before the path rounded a corner, he could see what looked like a male figure. Ah, oh my God. He called out to them, warning them that the paths were closed and that he needed to come back to the welcome center. But the figure just stood there and by, and my buddy just started to walk over. <laughs> oh my God, no. Why? When he was about 10 yards away, the figure took, as he described, an impossibly long step toward him and let out the same scream my buddy had been hearing my buddy didn't even say anything he just turned and sprinted back to ops and never looked behind him and by the time he got back screaming had moved back into the woods and he didn't mention it to anyone else just said that there was a mountain lion in the area and that he would just need to close off the pass until the animal could be located and moved (laughs) what the fuck what the fuck oh my god my microphone just scared the shit out of me and my camera <laughs> like no 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 Ew. the impossibly long step part is what got me like he just was like yes me too. <laughs> just like oh like oh my god i need to use i need to use that story on, on ydf Price, you really do Holy oh my shit. god god damn motherfucker beep beep i can't i just realized i was sharing my screen the whole time my bad guys <laughs> anyway there you go. Um, that was my uh segment for tonight's episode i hope you guys enjoyed pooping that, with me because i know i did <laughs> the ending of that was so bad like nope. the last mm-hmm. paragraph of that it was just like Mm-mm. I want to read that to Danny on YDF view. He look at me like this. <laughs> so scary. And I'm <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read one of my short ones, and then we're gonna hear from our guest co-host Joey. Joey. And Joey. And he's going to take my place while I sit over where he's sitting. Yep. Yeah. I don't have any other microphone. Well, that sucks. All right. So I had two, like, relatively short stories. Um, and I couldn't pick which one I wanted to use hmm. for tonight for my short stories. And so... Oh my god. The what? address is invalid. Oh is no. <laughs> wow, it must have been uh saucy. <laughs> Let me hold on. Oh, you know what? I didn't copy the H and the H. Oh, oh maybe that's I was like, shit, girl, you must have found I was a like, crazy story. Right? Like, dang, it's dang. gone. You know, whenever you send like TikTok and sometimes it'll go black because they take it off. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened to you. <laughs> Just- <laughs> that's what I thought, but I actually pulled it up. So this is on the subreddit. The truth is here. And this is by user abandoned truck stop. 
And the title of it is, When I was a hostess, I sat two people before they actually came into the restaurant. And it's got like a topic of psychic phenomenon. And the story goes, I don't know if this belongs here, but I've always wanted to share this story as it still keeps me up at night, sometimes thinking for an explanation for it. (laughs) When I was in college, I worked at a sports bar slash restaurant in Colorado. Before I was able to become a waitress, I had to be a hostess for a month. One Saturday, we got pretty busy because there was a local baseball game happening. I was seating people pretty frequently throughout the afternoon. Towards the end of lunch rush, a couple came in into the restaurant. I remember commenting on the woman's large turquoise necklace, telling her how pretty it was, and I showed them to a table on the back patio. Having some useless and polite conversation with them uh, the whole time. I went and I got them waters and brought them to the table, told them that their server would be with them shortly, then returned to the host stand. About five minutes later, the same couple walked into the restaurant and towards the host stand. I was very confused and asked if they needed to be reseated. The lady looked at me seemingly just as confused as I was, and I noticed her large turquoise necklace again. The man said, two please, and I instinctively grabbed two menus and told them to follow me, thinking someone was just playing a joke on me. I turned the corner to get a view out on the back patio where I sat the couple originally, and then I saw the table was empty where she originally sat. What in the world? Per the couple's request to sit outside again, I led them to the patio and noticed two waters and two menus sitting on the table already. I didn't know what to do, so I picked everything up, and I told them that I would get them some new waters. I made my way to the bar to get waters, and the waitress from the back patio section came came up and asked if I was okay. She said that five minutes earlier, she saw me walk to the patio holding two menus as if I was seating people, but there was no one there. What the fuck? Then I came back with waters and put them down as if I was talking to people, but the seats were still empty. She said that she was on her way to come check on me because her and her other guests on the back porch were concerned about what I was doing talking to no one. Dude, I asked if there were people there now and she looked confused and said yes. From what I can gather, I saw, talked to, and sat these two people before they actually came into the restaurant. I have no explanation for this, and I'm wondering if anyone else has an experience like this. What in the world? Oh, my God. I would have a full-blown panic. I would have totally, yeah, oh, I would have been freaking out, especially at the part where I asked my buddy at work, like, hey, or, like, when they were talking, and she was like, yeah, you, like, walked over there, like, by yourself. I was wondering what you were doing, but. Yeah, and even, like, the the customers that are there are like, oh, yeah, we were going to be like, is she all right? Because she's, like, acting like she's Like, I would have totally thought they were, like, pulling a prank on her at first. Until the friend was like, yeah, you walked over there like by yourself, like a weirdo. What the fuck? Ew, I hate that. (laughs) It's like a glitch in the matrix. Yes. It's like a, it, it, like, it, like, restarted or something, like, without her. Yeah. It was like there was, there was, like, an update. 
Yes. <laughs> An update to the simulation. The most random update that didn't even <laughs> to happen. Anyway, that's fucking crazy. Joey, would you like to explain to us why aliens are real? I'm so excited for this. Because Matt says so. So Joey. <laughs> Joey, yeah, it's rice. Joey is extremely smart. For those who don't know Joey. <laughs> and he's people think he's an asshole because <laughs> he is i'm just kidding all right so joey's just a really smart guy i really like listening to him i get excited when he gets excited about things but i don't care when he talks about math <laughs> and i don't we hate care. math we hate math <laughs> and i love that it excites him and i love that he gets you know all like all ready to go about talking about it i'm like that's awesome stop talking to me because <laughs> I don't care <laughs> and uh that's why I think this is the platform you should be on my camera just cut off hold on oh yeah it did jump on to my FaceTime camera <laughs> hey timing. different angle so wow. we get the shitty camera angle um <laughs> so yeah without further ado let's have a little bit of joseph action <laughs> let's give a round of applause for you gotta joey sit over ryan. you gotta joey ryan you gotta go to the microphone you ding ding he's scared <laughs> joey's scared ding dong <laughs> the bitch is dead joey you gotta sit where i'm sitting it's just empty and he's just like wait over here over over, over there <laughs> joey round of applause for joey where where did he go <laughs> county of the heartwarming people Population of two, me and my dog, <laughs> and we spit and we chew on our dogs. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Welcome to the Two Bulls Podcast, <laughs> Joey Ryan. Woo! <laughs> right. oh, no, now, tell me why aliens have to exist. Where did my pen go? Oh, I don't know. I need my pen. Probably up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I can't find a pen, but I found some bluey stickers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> some bluey stickers? I want bingo. Oh. <laughs> For you. The giant chili sticker. <laughs> Listen, Joey, I'm just going to say, I need little to no convincing that aliens are real, but I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I don't know what I'm here to say, to be honest. You're here to tell us about why aliens are real and why people should stop saying they're fake. Well, because I mean, it's pretty much a statistical impossibility for them to be not real. You know, from an interview perspective, (laughs) how about I ask you some questions? Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) So, Joey, would you like to tell us a little bit about your paper? What What is rice? Fuck is rice? Where's rice? (laughs) At the top. (laughs) Even she knows where it is. Well, 
I have to use rice as a reference point, which I later switched to Tic Tacs just because that makes more sense. Oh, okay. But that was all just to see how wide the galaxy was. And the number is so big, people can't comprehend what that number is. So I related it to rice to make it a more understandable number for somebody who's not math oriented. The distance across the galaxy, which this isn't really about aliens. This is just part of the equation that got me to how many aliens are possible <laughs> planets there are where things could be living. But the galaxy itself is 967 untrigantillion miles wide. What is that number? What? 967 untrigantillion miles wide. Untrigantillion. To hear for reference, like, yeah, for reference. For reference, obviously, a thousand has three zeros, a million has six, billion has nine. Mm-hmm. Untrigantillion has 94 zeros. <gasps> To put that in perspective, that number is the same as if you replaced every drop of water in the world with Tic Tacs. (gasps) Isn't that... The oceans were Tic Tacs? (laughs) (laughs) So that's what the rice was about. Just to put that number in perspective, because when you, when somebody hears that number, they just think, oh, big number. They don't think about what like the gravity of what that actually is right yes, that's why i'm glad you uh, showed us around well isn't also like the universe like ever expanding too so doesn't that number just get bigger and bigger theoretically theoretically it's one of those things that can't be, <laughs> one of those can't be proven can't be proven again so yeah. therefore it's up in the air like of theoretical physics considering that us as a human population only know like all the knowledge in the universe we know about three percent estimated of everything in the universe not about the universe but total intelligence in the universe we know about three percent so tell us a little bit about why you think there are how many different planets with life forms on it like well i used you know the law of averages just taking the average numbers out of different um galaxies to figure out the rough estimate of how many planets or moons there are out there that are possibly inhabitable by any form of life not the green-headed aliens like everybody thinks of when they hear the word alien but alien is literally can be a microorganism on another planet that we don't understand exactly anything that's living and my number came out to about four trillion potential planets that could have life on them oh my god it would make sense Hmm? did you get that number by saying how big the is how big the universe is how many galaxies are in the universe how many planets are in each galaxy i mean it would take way too long so to explain what you're saying is it's like impossible for there to not be it's the same roughly the same probability 
of like you know how the lottery works like if you're doing the mega millions or something you can get a ticket and fill out your own numbers on the tickets mm-hmm. it'd be the same probability of everyone that plays mega millions filling out the exact same numbers across america like it's just something that would never happen and that same probability is how likely it is that there's other forms of life out there which i mean there's it's already known that there's other forms of life like on europa organisms Yeah. yeah like on europa which is one of the moons around jupiter there's already known microorganisms there and it is a potentially inhabitable planet the downside is it's 127 million kilometers away from earth which sounds like a big number but in the grand scheme of things 127 million kilometers is pretty tiny compared to the width of <laughs> the edge of the universe yeah, the width of the universe yeah poor jeff bezos can't get to the moon <laughs> surrounding jupiter <laughs> but also like what i've always found interesting and i don't know if this is just like a like a theory that i thought up in my head but like i always thought that us people here on earth are so wrapped around the fact that life on another planet has to look exactly like us there's so many other planets that deal with so many other chemicals gases and stuff like that that there could definitely potentially be life on other planets but just not in a way that we understand yeah because we think we need oxygen we need water we need this that and the third well, maybe life in a different galaxy far, far away, Star Wars, Star Trek, yeah. we don't need that. Never yeah. seen either one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you can't just say, oh, we're the only people in the whole universe because, yes. like, we're the only living no, I mean, organisms. That's because... just irrational. Exactly. It's... So those numbers that you give are really interesting because like hearing it being broken down and hearing these like giant numbers is just like there's no way <laughs> that we are the only living beings yeah in- well which brings me to another theory the uh europa cephalopod theory it's the theory that octopus and squids all cephalopods are from another planet the theory i've never heard this the theory is that it came off well well first let me go to europa europa is a planet that's essentially frozen not planet it's the moon around jupiter i was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. it's outer layer is frozen it's got about 25 kilometers worth of ice on the outside So it seems uninhabitable, but underneath the 25 kilometers, it's, you know, water in liquid form. There's salt, there's other chemicals, there's nutrients, there's, um, I I can't think that wrote it on the pizza box. Oh yeah, he has a pizza box. Hot springs, there's hot springs (laughs) underneath of it. Wow, that sounds nice. 
Well, it's nice <laughs> to go 25 kilometers underwater. Yeah, you got to be under ice. <laughs> you're going to need a big drill to drill that far. <laughs> so, But, I mean, it's a theory that can't be proven until we go there and drill through the ice, which I'm sure will happen within the next 100 years or so. To like be able to see what's what's in the actual liquid water on the moon, exactly. one of the moons of Jupiter. <gasps> That's but interesting. The theory is around 500 million years ago, we had debris or asteroids that were made up of debris come off of Europa and hit what? Earth. Oh, and DNA. The issue with cephalopods are there you know every other species in the world that we research it's a pretty clear evolutionary timeline but with cephalopods it's just super blurry and they can only date it back to 500 million years and before that it's just like they weren't there so the theory is that there were eggs from a cephalopod (gasps) from europa and when the asteroid made of debris from europa hit (laughs) earth and this is all theoretical when the asteroid that hit earth that was made up of debris from europa it contained um not seeds eggs from the octopus or cephalopod because it was squids before it was octopus i've never heard anything like this but it is so interesting (laughs) i'm like what the fuck yeah it's a pretty interesting deep dive Truth be told, I I feel uneducated about it because I only looked into. You feel uneducated about it? I don't. I don't know what. I've never heard anything about this. I only looked into it for about ten to fifteen minutes. (laughs) Okay, I wouldn't have remembered like the first number that you've been writing down. Cephalopods. Okay. Well, I have to. I don't. I. The way I think, if I'm, if I'm you know, listening to some type of material about it. I'm going to listen to the material, read it, whatever. And then I'm going to take a certain amount of time afterwards. And just like, for example, after I listened to all the videos and theories about it, I drove the last half hour home and complete silence. So I could really, you know, absorb everything. If I don't do that, it would be just lost. But if I just ride in silence, I can really soak it all in. (laughs) I can't relate. <laughs> it creeps its way into my brain and then it doesn't ever leave well, yeah, no, but I also writing, same. i was writing notes on a pizza box in my car while driving i'll show the writing i don't know if you oh my gosh see. it has literal like a pizza i don't think it shows up very well on the camera pencil markings that look like well pizza. you know joey you really did your research yeah. <laughs> jesus it just looks like okay hieroglyphics to me it looks <laughs> oh yeah i mean i wouldn't be able to tell you half of you know, if I, was read, I wouldn't be able to read that but since i wrote it it's in my brain like it's tucked away jesus that's you why know, it doesn't I matter just how many scribble times. to remember something. That's though. why it doesn't matter how many times I write over the words that are already on there. If I'm writing it down, it's I'm gonna remember. And for the, the vast well, majority <laughs> of people, if you write something down, you're seventeen percent more likely to remember it. Right. Really? Yes. I heard that. Damn, that's why I don't remember jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember anything. 
but uh, for me i feel like if i write it down it's it's not 17 percent. it's like 99 percent. i'm just not gonna forget it oh but, fuck you uh, <laughs> lucky <laughs> okay God, where were you when i was in college <laughs> Joey but, literally is the, one of the reasons why I dropped out because I was so madly in love. Where were you in the What? when I needed to be learning? Probably just working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably just fucked off somewhere. Well, we'll have to have you on a different episode and you can just come on and talk to us about random space theories. Or theories well, um, I feel like if I was going to go into space theories or theoretical physics or anything like that, I would have to do more research. I've, we would I'll need to have my dad on. Done a couple. <laughs> yes. I've only done a few hours of research. I mean, uh, I feel like if you did any. I mean, getting to the four trillion Earth thing, you know how many potentially habitable planets there were. I mean, this. Uh, well, that doesn't rice, show up on the camera. Rice. <laughs> up at the top guys says rice but i mean just that there. equation took me about an hour and a half so i mean oh my like gosh very insane i feel like i'm not educated enough to really go into depth about any Let's of this like i feel like this is pretty surface level it's pretty interesting in my opinion there's people but, who do this for a living they're just yeah, like I mean, i'm gonna i would just write would numbers like, putting roofs on houses you should be like i do what i like to do rockets on the moon you know what go to nasa yeah get out of here do it joey nah. nah. trying to think what else mm. have we really on our zoom call anyway oh fuck me <laughs> danny's probably downstairs like this yeah, I was going to say, I feel bad for Danny. Maybe we should stop by now. And we'll just oh. series for another episode. Because this is really interesting. We well, could yeah. do a part two and just yeah. do all aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could be like our main talker because you're interested. Oh, yeah. But as far as aliens go, I mean, they definitely exist because we know that there's living you know, organisms, microorganisms on Europa. So, I mean, that, that's the alien. Something in our solar system has yeah. microorganisms. Yeah. So, it's like. Our, yeah, and our solar system is pretty small in the grand scheme of things. Right. And just in our solar system, we have Earth and another planet that could be potentially, and you know, lived on. And that's a pretty small section of space to have. Exactly. Planets that could be lived on. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's cold on Europa, but it's not, you know, thousands of degrees below zero. It's negative 200 degrees, which right, right. is cold, but yeah. it would be doable. Yeah. I well, mean, that's why I was saying cold, earlier. Negative 78 degrees is the, yeah, we can do like, we can record do low. Come on, Jeff Bezos. Get <laughs> Come on, Jeffrey. You can do it. <laughs> but that's why I was saying it's just like, you know, like we as humans think like, okay, well, this is the only form of living being that can survive on any kind of planet. We don't have the way to be able to say like, okay, that there couldn't be some other type of species of anything that can live in different circumstances, habitats, whatever. Like, like Joey said, like 
120 below or something like that or 170 something below we don't know that because we evolved i know that some people don't think that because religion but we evolved to be able to adapt to our situations what's to say that another organism from like a little tiny sprout of something didn't evolve to be a full-blown organism like this on a completely different planet yeah it's in a way it's almost like ethnocentrism but in a space way because it's like how could we ever think that out of the massiveness of our universe how could we ever be the only ones here well and also in the grand scheme of things you know us as humans have only existed for about 0.007 percent of known time like that is such a wow. tiny 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 percentage of time which means you know we think we're advanced but in reality we're probably way behind the other things that are out there yeah yeah and, I mean, and it, is that like time frame based on like an average of like the big bang or or whatever it's based off of the estimated age of the universe itself okay yeah so i mean you know a few thousand years or so not a few but you know the number of how long we've been human like is such like a minuscule blip on a radar like if you were to write it out in a graph it would be considered an anomaly because it's such like such a tiny little blip yeah insignificant exactly so i mean theoretically the other things that are out there are just you know millions of years with civilization and we're you know still in the beginning years of it oh my gosh we're dumb we're all dumb (laughs) that goes to the theory that if there is aliens that they are on earth but they're so technologically advanced and so smart that they're just not going to make themselves known and we would never know about it because they're so so advanced they can just make it to where we don't even know i've seen theories where it's just like oh aliens like they, they've like planted alien people in human suits and they're just using <laughs> us all as test subjects and i'm like you know what probably true because <laughs> well, like, no going way. off that logic you know me you anybody could be an alien and not even know it because yeah. we would only know it if they allowed us that's to know what it. i'm saying <laughs> It's like that the Spider-Man meme where everybody's just all the Spider-Man's are just like well, there's an alien, but he's not an alien, but he thinks you're <laughs> But also like accurate. Why Listen, smart. There's a potential. I me. don't put it past I don't put it past anybody. <laughs> I really am scared now. Hey, yo, I had this is the new tabloid. I had oh a baby with an alien check. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he so smart? He must be an alien. He thinks he's um like uh, a genius, but I, maybe he's just what, a stupid alien. That? <laughs> <laughs> stupid alien. <laughs> anyway, I think we need to I love that. here, but um we'll have you on for another episode oh my god we should do a part two yeah i would definitely suggest 
looking into the cephalopod and Europa theory. Well, Joey, why don't you look into it and find some like I did stuff? (laughs) Not like like not like math problems. I'm talking like articles or something to be able to read. Well, yeah, I mean, the meteor or supposed asteroid hit 500 million years ago, and it took 370 million years for the squid to evolve to the octopus. And I mean, if you think about it, what other creature can do what an octopus does? I was about to say that. There's like no real bone structure for them. It's just 350 million years to gain two legs. Yep, both. I'm sorry. That was a a stupid joke. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, if you think about it, they can change their colors to match anything. They can camouflage themselves. They have been tested and can literally solve mazes and riddles. They're so smart. I see videos of them like getting out of aquariums where they like get like out of the tanks or go through like sewer vents or I don't know. They they can can do anything. They well, they also have the ability to imitate other creatures. They'll make their body form like they'll like take shape as like a lobster or something and like do a very rigid like walk as like a lobster. I've never heard that. Where have you seen that? Is it on YouTube? I, I would have to look it up. I I've think never it, uh, seen that or heard that. <laughs> I'll have to look this up. But a good person to listen to about all of this, a guy that makes it very down to earth and easy to understand is Neil deGrasse Tyson. A very, very smart guy. Um, I just see... Um, most intelligent mimic octopus in the world. Yeah, like I said, I'll find the video. Please find the video because this is really fucking crazy. Like, I've never heard of that. That's so fucking scary to me. If that's true, I want to see it. I, I want to see like a, just like a, a goopy octopus be like, mm, I'm a lobster. I'm going to share my screen and I'll show you the video I just found. But okay. I'm going to end it out after this. Hold on, I can... If you stretch it for another couple of minutes, I can find the video. Unknown until it was spotted, first by fishermen off the coast of Indonesia in the 1990s. It looked like an octopus, but it could morph its shape in an instant to appear as seemingly any animal around it. At first, no one had any idea what it was. The first time I saw it, I just was blown away. You couldn't get a spectacular animal. It really is the pinnacle of wizardry. Biologist Mark Norman was the first scientist to study this seemingly shapeless creature. He named it the Mimic Octopus. The Mimic Octopus makes itself look like a living, moving animal. So it pulls all its arms around behind its body and swims along like a poisonous flatfish called a banded sole. In other cases, if it's getting attacked, it puts six arms down a hole and raises the other two arms to look like a poisonous sea snake that has bands along its body. That's not enough. It'll swim along looking like a poisonous lionfish with these banded arms looking like the banded spines that come off these very deadly fish. So far, 15 separate species are known to be in the Mimic Octopus Act, and Norman is not always sure exactly what the Mimic is doing. He observed this Mimic scuttling along the sea bottom looking something like a furry turkey with human legs. 
Sometimes it's hard when you watch a mimic octopus doing what it does to interpret what's going on. It's a bit like looking at ink spots in a psychiatrist's office going, uh, I don't know what that is, it could be a piano, it could be a fridge. So you get three or four divers together and you'll argue all night trying to work out what we think it was mimicking. Where did nature's greatest actor come from? Ew, that's crazy. That? Uh, I tried, I've never I tried seen to tell anything you. like that. Joey's like, oh, you were right. I believe you. I have no motivation to lie that about it. Crazy, yo. All right, that guys. was weird. You heard it here first. Also, also, or a big furry turkey. A furry turkey. It was cute. It went. Well, also, the most poisonous known organism in the world is a type of cephalopod, the blue ring octopus. Ooh. Oh, I thought it was a jellyfish. Why did I think it oh, was the Portuguese man of war? Yeah, that one. A lot of people live through that. The blue ring, or yeah, the blue ring octopus. That thing's tiny. It's like it can fit in the palm of your hand. They can kill you. I think it takes twelve minutes to kill you. Like it is, <gasps> it is quick. Don't quote me on that. I haven't looked into that. In I'm gonna quote you on so, it. But... I'm gonna quote you on that one. <laughs> Put it in quotes in the edits, Katie. Put it in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, no, but that's yeah. that's crazy. Well, me... No, don't look it up. We gotta stop it. We're gonna have to do an like a full blown ocean episode. Yeah, this was insane. I... Let's do an ocean episode. Yeah. Let's. Let's mermaids, mermaids, big open oceans. All right, so. Pussies. The blue ring octopus <laughs> venom is a thousand times more powerful than cyanide, and one golf ball sized octopus has enough poison to kill 26 humans in under 10 minutes. Whoa. Oh my God. So like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, that's super deadly. Um, I don't even want to know what that thing looks like because that's yeah, that terrifying. Was awful. That video is going like, to a little tiny. Oh, it's like, bro- Ooh, why does it look like a spider? And that's as big as they get. <gasps> Scary. Also, Girl. yeah, that video was terrifying. That was so weird. It felt like I wasn't supposed to see that. Oh, no, I feel like that. <laughs> because it looked like a snake. And like, it was like supposed to make like five different heads. Well, the crazy part is their venom uh. is painless and there's no symptoms. You just, Honestly. it'll hit you. Then you're just dead. Maybe that would be the way to go. Listen, it's painless. Kevorkian, you need to get this octopus. <laughs> like, listen, if I wanted to go, that'd be the way to go. Just like all of a sudden, just hits me and I'm gone. So the, the only <laughs> symptoms you feel is you'll just start to feel numb around the mouth and then you'll just die. How do they know that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they have. <laughs> is there an antidote? Yeah, is there an antidote? Well, I think it's one of those things. It's such a quick acting poison, and there's not really a need for an antidote because you're not you're not making it to a hospital. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it says. I mean, it's documented that some people have died in two minutes. I mean, it's wow. it is quick. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. That's why the ocean is scary. Oh, and that little blue ring octopus a little tiny guy can swim 25 miles an hour how <laughs> he's booking it <laughs> he's so 
sick. <laughs> Usain Bolt, fastest runner in the world, runs. I think it's like just a hair under 27 miles an hour. So you can essentially no. keep up with <laughs> Olympic level sprinters, and he's like Underwater, two inches wide. By the way, imagine him on land. <laughs> uh, so if you see one, the, and he wants to get you, where nothing. do where do these things originate? Where where are they from? Water in the water. Water, yes. <laughs> in the water. I I don't know. Probably like fucking Australia, where everything's like big and scary. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, that's that's I'm terrifying. Scared. Japan and Australia yeah, and right. <laughs> told you. <laughs> Australia, Japan, Pacific, and Indian Oceans. So stay out of Hawaiian oceans and Californian oceans. Ooh, scary. Dad. That video of that octopus made me so uncomfortable. I've got the heebie-jeebies. No, they're not. Still. And they're nocturnal. Don't go swimming. They're f- when they're born, they're four millimeters long. Aww. That is one twenty-fifth oh of the length. They're little of a small boys. Four millimeters is one twenty-fifth of the length of a cigarette. Wow, like that's teeny tiny. One twenty-fifth. Yeah, so cigarettes like, 100 millimeters long. That's why you say Newport 100s. Oh, gotcha. oh I didn't know that. Interesting. Uh, I have to cut him off or he's going to keep going. Like, and put the, the X emoji over jo- Joey's mouth. I've had enough. <laughs> I've been too much information from you. You've given me too much information. It, it was really interesting, well, though. I have to barely say. scratch the surface. Well, next episode, Joe. I didn't even get to my theory. Oh, well, never mind. I'll save that. We have to go. Well, I wrote one just. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. Um, <laughs> it's been a great episode. Thanks for uh, sticking with us through both Twitch, YouTube, and probably next week. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Thanks for sticking around through the pain in the ass. <laughs> And the pain in the ass award goes to I'm just kidding. Riverside. It's no, still Riverside. Or um Twitch. You decide. I <laughs> should put a poll. What did I do? <laughs> Alright guys. Thanks so much for joining. See you next week. Bye. Bye.